Happy Monday, ladies. This is Holly Wright, and I'm the founder of Her. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing and listening to the Her Podcast Show. We are based out of San Diego, California, and I am just super excited for this topic that we have been in the middle of for the month of May called Give It Up. And I am honored to introduce you to today's guest speaker. Her name is Jasmine Jones, and she is from the west side of Chicago, Illinois, originally from Louisiana, my hometown. So we go way back. So Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this conversation, Holly. I'm excited to have you too. We were chatting earlier and it's just crazy how the time has gone by because I've literally known your family and you since I was like six years old. So I think it's so awesome and I'm so honored to have you on today just to speak and see where you're at in life as we encourage these girls. So why don't we, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll jump right in. Yeah. Thanks again, Holly. So, um, As you said, my name is Jasmine. I go by Jazz. I am originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, proud of my southern roots. Um, But about three years ago, I moved here to Chicago, and now I'm living on the west side where I also uh, work. I work as a high school teacher, um, and I teach science. I teach all the sciences, physics, biology, chemistry, environmental science, the whole gamut. And I'm also a PhD student at the University of Illinois. So um, I stay pretty busy. I stay in school a lot, either as a teacher or a student, but I'm enjoying it so far. That's so awesome, too. And I absolutely love that we're both from Louisiana because I get so excited to have a Southern babe yes. on the podcast with our <laughs> accent, talking about good food, good people. Oh, There's yeah. nothing <laughs> like the South. So I'm excited and, and props to you just for moving out to Chicago and you're busy and getting your PhD. That's huge. So I'm excited to see, you know, what God's going to do with you in this next season. So I'm just excited to watch you cheering for you in oh, Chicago. Girl. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> That's you. hard work, you that. know, super hard work, but I'm excited. So um, let's jump into this topic. So it's called yes. Give It Up. And we're just talking, really just girl talk about things that we've had to honestly give up in order to cause growth or for, you know, for us to walk into a new season or a new door. Um, And it comes into play with all different kinds of things. I mean, like, I feel like any girl relates to this, whether it's, you know, toxic relationships we've had to get out of, ending a job, um, moving out of state. Like for you, you had to give up, you know, moving out of state. Oh, yeah giving up, you know, finishing college, transitioning to a new season. Um, But if you had to go back, maybe like high school or college, I'm sure college was busy for you, but Mm -hmm. was there a season maybe in your life where you've had to, you battled giving something up and it took you a while, but you noticed like once you released it and gave it up, like you saw growth or you saw God give you something better? Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many I feel like there's so many different stories and seasons of my life that I could talk about this topic with uh, with you guys about. But the one that was really coming to mind is the move from Louisiana to Chicago. Um, Again, like I said, it's been almost three years. In August, it'll be three years. But um, I mean, 
I grew up in Baton Rouge, so, and I come from Holly, you know, my family yeah. is big. We roll deep, okay? We Y'all are deep. traditional, <laughs> girl. You got so many siblings, but I'm going to say, us. you literally have the role models of parents, because I have watched your family since I was like five or six grow up, and I, I grew up close with more of your brother, but just... Yeah. Just seeing the pictures on social media and your parent, you have the strongest parents and just y'all are traditional. Everybody is a team. You do every, and I already know that by looking at pictures, but yeah. So tell me, tell me, how was that? Like, you know, kind of, you know, seeing God open a new door for you to move because you knew that's something that you needed to step into, but I know like for me, like when you, when you're, when you're ending a season, you feel it, you just know. Mm -hmm. So how was it in that season of like battling back and forth, like your mindset, your heart? Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, growing up in Louisiana, like having all these siblings and you're right, like we, we are traditional. It's an all hands on deck type of family like where I'm genuinely close with all of my siblings and there's nine of us nine kids and I'm number three so uh I feel like once you have more than like four siblings you just number yourself and that's kind of <laughs> how you identify so yep. I, I identify as number three for for everyone listening and um yeah so a little bit more context just to set up kind of where my head was at as I kind of transition into the season of moving to Chicago. Um, my parents, growing up, my parents, they have worked faithfully at a nonprofit um, for people who are coming back to school to get their GED. So this would be high school dropouts. So from teenagers all the way up to like actual grandmothers, I mean, like 70 years old, coming to the center, learning how to read, learning how to write so that they could get their GED better life for their children their grandchildren and just fulfill their own dreams of like things that they have wanted to do and never had the opportunity to do um so i grew up around that culture um again if you know anything about the nonprofit sector it is again just like our family culture translated to the center it's all hands on deck you do not just have one title or one responsibility like you are the lunch lady and you are also like the grant writer <laughs> And you are also the math teacher, literally my mom. Um, And so, and then my dad also being the director and the bus driver and everything in between. And I really, at the center is where I developed my love for teaching. So Mm -hmm. even as like a young teenager, I'm up at the center, like volunteering, helping people learn how to read and write and do math. And I'm like, man, I'm passionate about this. I am passionate about teaching people and because I come from a family of believers uh, Mm -hmm. we really foregrounded our faith in that our faith in Jesus Christ and really having a holistic approach um, Mm -hmm. to educating people and and ministering to them it's like we minister to your mind you know to your soul and to your spirit and so we would have bible studies and retreats and just seeing people's lives be transformed from the inside out was just like, man, I am passionate about this. So mm-hmm. um, I did, I went on to school after I graduated high school, went to LSU, go Tigers, whoop, whoop. Go um, Tigers, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Side note about the LSU Tigers, last year during COVID, the stadium was like 
not the same and half empty (laughs) and I flew home all the way from San Diego to go to a game and I'm like okay this is not the same but I will say by far Tiger Stadium Death Valley is the best football game you will ever go to in your entire life it is absolutely we have that reputation national you know NFL it's like Death Valley is the place to be is the place to be yes (laughs) um so yeah went to LSU I I studied physics don't ask me why but I did and praise God by the grace of God you graduated girl just the name of it gives me anxiety I'm like there's you gotta be so smart to pass LSU physics oh my goodness well so that happened and I concentrated in secondary ed so also got my teaching certification did the whole student teaching thing and Um, You know, throughout the time of working with my parents at the center and my siblings, God really dropped the vision in my heart that was like, man, I want to be entire communities of people to where like they don't necessarily have to reach this place of being 70 years old and not having this opportunity beforehand. Right. Or, you know, we would also serve people who would come out of the prison system. So. Um, you know, as much as I was learning about the spiritual formation, I believe that it was very strategic for God to open my eyes to a lot of the social justice, you know, issues and structures that exist, uh, specifically in the black community that need to be addressed. Right. And just, I guess, communities of color, honestly, uh, across the U.S. And so, um, God just really burdened my heart to like want to truly impact urban cities and spaces and see transformation, obviously by his power and his love, but also with like a fearlessness to engage like the socio-political structures and the systems that are at work that oppose like the heart of God and oppose like the way God views people, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, as I graduated, I was like, okay, I have this teaching certificate. I could go right into the classroom, but also have this vision that is weighing on my heart. And I feel like I need to know a little bit more about like how to run schools or how to write curriculum and just kind of really be mentored and coach um, on a deeper level, specifically within the realm of education. Mm-hmm. And so I, I honestly battled with this. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I was like, I just want to get started. I can't imagine being, you know, stuffed away in a classroom, learning more theory for yeah. four years and not just like being with the people, you know, yeah. like knowing the people, knowing the faces and names of my students and actually doing the work. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've, I was praying about it, but still no direction. And this is actually a long story, longer than we have time to talk about. So I'm going to shorten it as best as I can. But long story short, um, an opportunity opened up through the University of Illinois, where they had a fellowship program specifically for number one, science teachers, two, who will be who uh, have a focus in urban education. And then three, who is the cohort was set up for you to be in the classroom teaching and also in graduate school, like developing more of your gifts and doing research and curriculum development centered around like social justice. And I was just like, oh, this sounds actually That's everything you need, girl. (laughs) Every single thing lined up, right? So obviously I'm excited. Um, They offer me the spot in the program and I just knew it was God, you know, to even Mm -hmm. just come to a context that's so different from what I had known in Baton Rouge 
to Chicago, which is very, very, very extremely segregated. Um, yeah. Not that it's not segregated in Louisiana. I mean, we do know like the, the history <laughs> of the South. <laughs> Let's just be clear here. But I think um, I think just the density of Chicago and the complexity of all that's happened here really is a place that I've been able to grow a lot and learn those things that, you know, and develop the dreams that God had put in my heart even years before I even had the words or the phrases or the right terms to articulate what I'm able to today. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as like the struggle and getting it up, um, right before I moved, I had started a student organization called On Mission Collective. Um, and it had been running for about three years or so. And we had a chapter at LSU, a chapter at Southern, and it was growing. I mean, it was just amazing, truly a collective of young adults and college students who were coming together uh, around the mission of serving the unhoused, the homeless community in Baton Rouge and just doing like local and global missions. And so I was running that organization. I was loving it, meeting with, um, you know, people who I, I call my friends to this day, mm -hmm. um, people who came to be a part of that. I was also mentoring, um, you know, young girls who are in high school and also college students. And so really discipling them. And we were meeting weekly and having Bible study and honestly just doing life together. And mm -hmm. so when I thought about when I guess the excitement or the dust kind of settles from the initial excitement of being like, oh, my God, a new opportunity, a new place. This is going to be cool. Then it's like reality. You're going to have to leave everything. You know, you're going to have to leave your family and like, what does that actually mean? And as time has passed, I'm like, wow, God, I'm, and as the time approached, honestly, for me to move, I was like, I have younger siblings and I'm not going to be able to just go to their sporting events like I used to. Yeah. I'm going to be missing out on things that I really value um, and, and spending time with them and seeing them grow up and experience some really uh, big things in life. Um, I'm going to have to pretty much sacrifice I know this sounds crazy we don't think about at least I don't normally think about sacrifices in terms yeah. of ministry but I'm gonna have to sacrifice to this ministry that um, is a good thing it's mm -hmm. something that you allowed me to steward and grow for this season and those relationships and everything it's not that I cut people off yeah but I knew that there I had to change my perspective and realize that our relationship was going to be different, right? That mm -hmm. it's going to have to be reframed. And I have to be honest about what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I met with um, our leaders and kind of talked about like, hey, this is how we're transitioning the organization. And um, also the girls that I was walking some for years, and then some, you know, more recently, maybe just for months, but still, that we were doing life together and growing in the word together. I'm like, okay, God. And I, I honestly had these questions. I'm like, are they going to be okay? And I yeah, know that like if you were to step out, cause kind of to bounce off what you said about, you know, letting go or sacrificing the good to bounce off that is like, yeah. we think in our minds sometimes like, Oh, uh, you know, letting go. So God can give us something new or better, which is good. But sometimes the season that you're in, like, obviously you were in a season of pouring and investing into people and that's a good season, but there's, there's also a time for you to invest um, into people and also a time to receive. So oh, yeah. even though you're letting go, 
you know, even though you're in a season of letting go of things, those things don't all have to be bad. It doesn't mean you're getting rid of just the bad. It's almost like you've invested so much in a good season that it's come to a place where it's like, okay, God's about to like level you up into a new season. Because I think sometimes we think as women or just anybody is like, oh, like I have to let go of all these things. And and we think in our mind that they're all the bad things, but really some of them are really good. That season has just ended. Yes. So kind of just to bounce off with that is like, you know, there's going to be seasons of, of that you invest, you know, in there's times that you have to level up and, and mm-hmm. let go because the times that you invested to all those people on campus and your friendships and stuff, kind of like what you said, like, are they going to be okay? Yeah. But like releasing those, those people, you know, because it's hard. I mean, you can, it's boundaries and stuff too, but it's almost like in order for you to walk into, you know, the next season of your life, letting go is hard. Oh yeah. It's so hard. It's not always just all the bad stuff that we're letting go. Sometimes it's closing doors that are good too. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know what, through this process, and it's still something God is showing me, you know, as I, as I, as I reconnect and, you know, check in on people back home, I'm like, God is way bigger than me. (laughs) And I think sometimes, at least for me, you know, there's this tendency to when God entrusts you with like a season of stewarding people. And I I believe it was from like a pure heart of like, I really love them. And I know they're going like some people were some of the women I was walking with were really going through some intense situations. Um, And, you know, from like, even like suicide and just, I mean, just the, the whole heavy gamut, stuff, yeah. heavy things that I was walking with them through. And I'm like, God, I can't just up and leave. Like, leave, I, yeah. you know, I care about them. And so like practically, yes, I did make sure that they were connected to community and connected to people who could continue to walk with them. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, I realized like God is great. Like God is limitless and his ability to take care of his people <laughs> is mm-hmm. unbounded, you know? And even yeah. in my perspective of like, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this. It's like, no, no, you don't. Like you need to trust yeah. God to be God and yeah. you need to be obedient to do what he's calling you to do in every season. And so, mm-hmm. and again, not to say that the mission has changed because the great commission will be that in all seasons of my life, no matter where I am, whether I'm in school or I'm not in school or, you know, I'm being mentored or I'm mentoring others. It, the Great Commission is constant. And I've seen God literally give me the same exact ministries here in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. and That you planted in Louisiana. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's beautiful to experience. Um, and even for the things that I haven't seen yet, the things that I'm still believing for, I really believe that this strengthens my faith to realize how God did that. You know, like he's able to do the same thing again because he cares about his people, you know? And I think about the passage where um, Jesus like looked out over the crowds and it said he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And if I could have that heart, if any part of me has that heart, knowing that it comes from him, yeah, that his heart is for the people. And so everywhere that I go, my prayers that like, okay, God, whatever I have to sacrifice or whatever I have to give up, help me to trust in you mm-hmm. and help me to know that you have gone before me and you have done the same thing. Like this mm-hmm. is the gospel that Jesus laid down his life, right? 
um, yeah. that he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. And so, yeah, I mean, there have been sacrifices and I don't want to diminish them, but I think just the way that my perspective has changed, yeah. I definitely don't see them the same way. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I guess my last question for you would be, you know, looking back, you know, that's a huge transition moving, not only just moving to a different state, but moving jobs, you know, friends, like everything. And I know how that is because I had to do the same thing six years ago when I came out to San Diego and it's hard. Um, But for the girls listening, if, you know, if you're in the season of waiting or transitioning or having to let go of things what what is one thing um, for you, Jasmine, that encourages you like when you are, you know, unease or, you know, have fear or you're balancing that? Oh, I don't know if I should let it go or not. What is one thing that maybe a verse, a quote or just something that you have held on to that keeps you moving forward for the girls listening? Yeah, that's good. Oh, great question. Um, <laughs> not to put you on the spot or anything. But I know. No, I think it's true, too, because for me, it's like. I mean, every year is different, but we learn as we go. And so just like, you know, it's hard too, because, you know, you're going to, as you get older and you do different things when it comes to your career, ministry, faith, like your friends and all that stuff, things change and, and it gets harder and harder. But like, what's the one thing that you lean on for the girls who are listening, who are just, you know, trying to balance like, oof, I don't like they, you know, we always know like, okay. I know I need to do this, but there's always that, you know, anxiety or fear or something that holds us back. So what is like the one thing that you hold on to that keeps you moving forward? Honestly, um, it could be simple. Yeah, I think just knowing that God is with me, Mm -hmm. you know, the verse was like, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Forsake you, yeah. If I know that God is with me, it gives me that confidence. It's like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to encounter. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how, like, how I'm going to find new friends and just from a practical standpoint, like how I'm going to make my way around the city because Chicago mm-hmm. is not Baton Rouge. Um, <laughs> but just knowing that God is with me has given me assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and he's also, already, he's already ordained your steps too. Oh, That's yeah. one thing it's like, I have to remember, it's like, oh my gosh, like he literally formed you and created you in those the amount of hairs on your head and knows like he knows your story and so there's times where I'm like oh my gosh like I gotta do because I'm type a I like my list my to-do's like I'm 10 (laughs) steps ahead of those 10 steps and my friends always tell me Holly slow down like just be here be now (laughs) and so it's hard too because that's just my personality but with having that is I know for many girls it's like we want to know the details Mm. Um, and you can know so much, but you also have to have faith and trust because you can't control everything. And, you know, and for me, it's like, I want to walk in the purpose that God has for me. So in order for me to, to reach that or to get that, it's like, I have to trust. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. So going back to what you said is like, honestly, knowing that, you know, like God's got you and yeah. he's already ordained your steps clearly because you're there and so many things have already worked out in your favor. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess wrapping up this podcast, you know, what moving forward, obviously, you know what you're doing career wise and stuff, but um, what is one thing you can leave us with to encourage the girls who are listening? Um, I would say keep trusting in God. Um, 
and I know it's it's like the the advice that I guess everybody always says, but it's it's also in the word of God. And mm-hmm. that brings me confidence that it's not just like the the latest positive thing to say, but it's yeah. actually in the word of God many times. You know, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't depend or lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And so just knowing that like, okay, I don't, I don't have to know. And even like what understanding I do have, I'm mm-hmm. not going to make it the end all be all because I'm going to trust God to reveal to me the things that I don't even know yet. And so, yeah, just knowing that, like, if it's in God's word, it's it's gold, like it's dependable, it's solid, it's timeless. And so if he tells you to trust in him, it's because like he's strong enough to have you like he's got you and he's going to lead you in the the right path for your life, whatever that is. In the dark seasons and the times where it's not like all cheery and peaches and cream, because I definitely have my nights of crying alone because I didn't know anybody. And yet I'm still like, you know, have all the demands of being a yeah. full-time teacher and being a full-time student and uh, just not having the community that, that I need to, to live and thrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was right there. And now that I do have friendships that are amazing um, and that I enjoy, he's still right there. And so um, truly just trust in him because he'll be with you um, on the mountaintop and in the valley. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for sharing your story and your heart. And I'm just excited to watch your journey up in Chicago. And the best is yet to come. You're doing everything right. And just be faithful with the the small things that he's given you. And I'm I'm excited for you, girl. You got some big things oh, coming. Thank you, I was, girl. I was listening. I was like, girl, this girl's not going to be just a teacher. You've got, you've got a, they've got a lot going on. And I'm excited just to watch, you know. Um, but I'm excited for you. So ladies, you know, um, make sure you connect with her if you are in Chicago or on the west side of Chicago. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> um, west side. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you connect with her. She's all over our Instagram page, Instagram stories, as well as Twitter. So make sure you follow her. If you are in Chicago, connect with her. Or if you just have simple questions when it comes to, you know, teaching or just the topic we've been talking about, sacrifices, like, you know, giving up something, feel free to send us a message on Instagram um, or my personal at the Holly Wright. We would love to connect with you and answer any questions that you do have because we're in this together and, you know, we're learning from our mistakes. But I think the beautiful thing is just trusting God and moving forward and, and growing together. So, Jasmine, thanks for being on the podcast today I'm just honored to have you on so thank you oh thank you so much for having me I enjoyed our conversation so much me too thanks girls for listening to the her podcast you can connect with us on Instagram or Twitter at the her podcast and stay tuned for next week